Book One of Jerusalem Delivered. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Jerusalem Delivered by Torquato Tasso. Translated by Edward Fairfax. Book One The Argument. God sends his angel to Tortosa down. Godfrey unites the Christian peers and knights, and all the lords and princes of renown choose him their duke to rule the wars and fights. He mustereth all his host, whose number known, he sends them to the fort that Sion heights. The aged tyrant, Judah's land that guides, in fear and trouble to resist provides. The sacred armies and the godly knight that the great sepulchre of Christ did free, I sing. Much wrought his valor and foresight, and in that glorious war much suffered he. In vain gainst him did hell oppose her might, in vain the Turks and Morians armed be. His soldiers wild, to brawls and mutins pressed, reduced he to peace, so heaven him blessed. O heavenly muse, that not with fading bays deckest thy brow by the Laconian spring, but sittest, crowned with stars immortal rays in heaven where legions of bright angels sing inspire life in my wit my thoughts upraise my verse ennoble and forgive the thing if fiction's light i mix with truth divine and fill these lines with other praise than thine thither thou know'st the world is best inclined where luring parnas most his sweets imparts and truth conveyed in verse of gentle kind to read perhaps will move the dullest hearts so we if children young diseased we find anoint with sweets the vessel's foremost parts to make them taste the potion sharp we give they drink deceived and so deceived they live ye noble princes that protect and save the pilgrim muses and their ship defend from rock of ignorance and errors wave your gracious eyes upon this labor bend. To you these tales of love and conquest brave I dedicate. To you this work I send. My muse hereafter shall perhaps unfold your fights, your battles, and your combats bold. For if the Christian princes ever strive to win fair Greece out of the tyrant's hands, and those usurping Ismaelites deprive of woeful Thrace, which now captived stands, you must from realms and seas the Turks forth drive, as Godfrey chased them from Judah's lands, and in this legend all that glorious deed read whilst you arm you, arm you whilst you read. Six years were run, since first in martial guise the Christian lords were raid the eastern land, Nice by assault and Antioch by surprise, both fair, both rich, both won, both conquered stand. And this defended they in noblest wise gainst Persian knights and many a valiant band. Tortosa won, lest winter might them shend, they drew to holes, and coming spring attend. The sullen season now was come and gone that forced them late cease from their noble war, when God Almighty from his lofty throne set in those parts of heaven that purest are as far above the clear stars every one as it is hence up to the highest star looked down and all at once this world beheld each land each city country town and field all things he viewed 
at last in Sirius stayed upon the Christian lords his gracious eye, that wondrous look wherewith he oft surveyed men's secret thoughts that most concealed lie, he cast on puissant Godfrey, that essayed to drive the Turks from Sion's bulwarks high, and full of zeal and faith, esteemed light all worldly honor, empire, treasure, might. In Baldwin next he spied another thought, whom spirits proud to vain ambition move. Tancred he saw his life's joy set at naught, so woe-begone was he with pains of love. Bowmond, the conquered folk of Antioch, brought the gentle yoke of Christian rule to prove. He taught them laws, statutes, and customs new, arts, crafts, obedience, and religion true. And with such care his busy work he plied, that to naught else his acting thoughts he bent. In young Rinaldo fierce desires he spied, a noble heart, of rest impatient to wealth or sovereign power he not applied his wits but all to virtue excellent patterns and rules of skill and courage bold he took from guelfo and his father's old thus when the lord discovered had and seen the hidden secrets of each worthy's breast out of the hierarchies of angels sheen the gentle gabriel called he from the rest twixt god and souls of men that righteous been ambassador is he for ever blessed the just commands of heaven's eternal king, twixt skies and earth he up and down doth bring. To whom the Lord thus spake, Godfredo fine, and in my name ask him, why doth he rest? Why be his arms to ease and peace resigned? Why frees he not Jerusalem distressed? His peers to counsel call, each baser mind let him stir up, for chieftain of the rest I choose him here. The earth shall him allow, his fellows late shall be his subjects now. This said, the angel swift himself prepared to execute the charge imposed aright. In form of airy members, fair embared, his spirits pure were subject to our sight. Like to a man in show and shape he fared, but full of heavenly majesty and might. A stripling seemed he thrice five winters old, and radiant beams adorned his locks of gold. Of silver wings he took a shining pair, fringed with gold, unwearied, nimble, swift. With these he parts the winds, the clouds, the air, and over seas and earth himself doth lift. Thus clad, he cuts the spheres and circles fair, and the pure skies with sacred feathers clift. On Lebanon, at first his foot he set, and shook his wings with Rory Maydews wet. Then to Tortosa's confines swiftly sped the sacred messenger with headlong flight. Above the eastern wave appeared red the rising sun, yet scantly half in sight. Godfrey e'en then his morn devotion said, as was his custom, when with titan bright appeared the angel in his shape divine, whose glory far obscured Phoebus shine. Godfrey, quoth he, behold the season fit to war, for which thou waited hast so long. Now serves the time, if thou or slip not it, to free Jerusalem from thrall and wrong. Thou with thy lords in council quickly sit, comfort the feeble and confirm the strong. The Lord of hosts their general doth make thee, and for their chieftain they shall gladly take thee. I, messenger from everlasting Jove, 
in his great name thus his behests do tell oh what sure hope of conquest ought thee move what zeal what love should in thy bosom dwell this said he vanished to those seats above in height and clearness which the rest excel down fell the duke his joints dissolved asunder blind with the light and struck and dead with wonder but when recovered he considered more the man his manner and his message said if erst he wished now he longed sore to end that war whereof he lord was made nor swelled his breast with uncouth pride therefore that heaven on him above this charge had laid but for his great creator would the same his will increased so fire augmented flame the captains called forth from every tent unto the rendezvous he them invites letter on letter post on post he sent and treatance fair with counsel he unites all what a noble courage could augment the sleeping spark of valor what incites he used that all their thoughts to honor raised some praised some prayed some counselled all pleased the captains soldiers all save bowerman came and pitched their tents some in the fields without some of green boughs their slender cabins frame some lodged were tortosa's streets about of all the host the chief of worth and name assembled been a senate grave and stout then godfrey after silence kept the space lift up his voice and spake with princely grace warriors whom god himself elected hath his worship true in zion to restore and still preserved from danger harm and scath by many a sea and many an unknown shore you have subjected lately to his faith some provinces rebellious long before and after conquests great have in the same erected trophies to his cross and name but not for this our homes we first forsook and from our native soil have marched so far nor us to dangerous seas have we betook exposed to hazard of so far-sought war of glory vain to gain an idle smoke and lands possessed that wild and barbarous are that for our conquests were too mean a prey to shed our bloods to work our souls decay but this the scope was of our former thought of zion's fort to scale the noble wall the christian folk from bondage to have brought wherein alas they long have lived thrall in palestine an empire to have wrought where godliness might reign perpetual and none be left that pilgrims might deny to see christ's tomb and promised vows to pay what to this hour successively is done was full of peril to our honor small not to our first designment if we shun the purposed end or here lie fixed all what boots it us these wars to have begun or europe raised to make proud asia thrall if our beginnings have this ending known not kingdoms raised but armies overthrown not as we list erect we empires new on frail foundations laid in earthly mould whereof our faith and country be but few among the thousands stout of pagans bold where not behooves us trust to greece untrue and western aid we far removed behold who buildeth thus methinks so buildeth he as if his work should his sepulchre be turks persians conquered antiochia won be glorious acts 
and full of glorious praise by heaven's mere grace not by our prowess done those conquests were achieved by wondrous ways if now from that directed course we run the god of battles thus before us lays his loving kindness shall we lose i doubt and be our byword to the lands about let not these blessings then sent from above abused be or split in profane wise but let the issue correspondent prove to good beginnings of each enterprise the gentle season might our courage move now every passage plain and open lies what lets us then the great jerusalem with valiant squadrons round about to him lords i protest and hearken all to it ye times and ages future present past hear all ye blessed in the heavens that sit the time for this achievement hastened fast the longer rest worse will the season fit our surety shall with doubt be overcast if we forslow the siege i well foresee from egypt will the pagan succored be this said the hermit peter rose and spake who sat in council those great lords among at my request this war was undertake in private cell who erst lived closed long what godfrey wills of that no question make there cast no doubts where truth is plain and strong your acts i trust will correspond his speech yet one thing more i would you gladly teach these strifes unless i far mistake the thing and discords raised oft in disordered sort your disobedience and ill-managing of actions lost for want of due support refer i justly to a further spring spring of sedition strife oppression tort i mean commanding power to sundry given in thought opinion worth estate uneven where divers lords divided empire hold where causes be by gifts not justice tried where offices be falsely bought and sold needs must the lordship there from virtue slide of friendly parts one body then uphold create one head the rest to rule and guide to one the regal power and sceptre give that henceforth may your king and sovereign live and therewith stayed his speech o gracious muse what kindling motions in their breasts do fry with grace divine the hermits talk infuse that in their hearts his words may fructify by this a virtuous concord they did choose and all contentions then began to die the princes with the multitude agree that godfrey ruler of those wars should be this power they gave him by his princely right all to command to judge all good and ill laws to impose to land subdued by might to make in war both when and where he will to hold in due subjection every white their valors to be guided by his skill this done report displays her tell-tale wings and to each ear the news and tidings brings she told the soldiers who allowed him meet and well deserving of that sovereign place their first salutes and acclamations sweets received he with love and gentle grace after their reverence done with kind regret requited was with mild and cheerful face he bids his armies should the following day on those fair plains their standards proud display 
the golden sun rose from the silver wave and with his beams enameled every green when up arose each warrior bold and brave glistering in filed steel and armor sheen with jolly plumes their crests adorned they have and all tofore their chieftain mustered been he from a mountain cast his curious sight on every footman and on every knight my mind time's enemy oblivion's foe disposer true of each noteworthy thing O let thy virtuous might avail me so that i each troop and captain great may sing that in this glorious war did famous grow forgot till now by time's ill handling this work derived from thy treasures dear let all times hearken never age outwear the french came foremost battleless and bold late led by hugo brother to their king from france the isle that rivers foreign fold with rolling streams descending from their spring but hugo dead the lily fair of gold their wanted ensign they to for them bring under clotharius great the captain good and hardy knight as sprung of prince's blood a thousand were they in strong armors clad next whom there marched forth another band that number nature and instruction had like them to fight far off or charge at hand all valiant normans by lord robert lad the native duke of that renowned land two bishops next their standards proud up there called reverend william and good adamere their jolly notes they chanted loud and clear on merry mornings at the mass divine and horrid helms high on their heads they bear when their fierce courage they to war incline the first four hundred horsemen gathered near to orange town and lands that it confine but adamere the pogen youth brought down in number like in hard essays as stout baldwin his ensign fair did next to spread among his bolognars of noble fame his brother gave him all his troops to lead when he commander of the field became the count carinto did him straight succeed grave in advice well skilled in mars's game four hundred brought he but so many thrice led baldwin clad in gilden arms of price guelpho next them the land and place possessed whose fortunes good with his great acts agree by his italian sire from the house of est well could he bring his noble pedigree a german born with rich possessions blessed a worthy branch sprung from the guelphian tree twixt rhen and danube the land contained he ruled where soves and rhetians whilom reign his mother's heritage was this and right to which he added more by conquest got from thence approved men of passing might he brought that death or danger feared not it was their wont in feasts to spend the night and pass cold days in baths and houses hot five thousand late of which now scantly are the third part left such is the chance of war the nation then with crisped locks and fair that dwell between the seas and arden wood where moselle streams and rhen the meadows wear a batten soil for grain for pasture good their islanders with them who oft repair their earthen bulwarks gainst the ocean flood the flood elsewhere that ships and barks devours but there drown cities countries towns and towers both in one troop and but a thousand all under another robert fierce they run 
Then the English squadron, soldiers stout and tall, By William led, their sovereign's younger son, These archers be, and with them come with all A people near the northern pole that won, Whom Ireland sent from locks and forests hoar, Divided far by sea from Europe's shore. Tancredi next, nor amongst them all was one, Rinald except a prince of greater might, With majesty his noble countenance shone, High were his thoughts, his heart was bold in fight, No shameful vice his worth had overgone, His fault was love by unadvised sight, Bred in the dangers of adventurous arms, And nursed with griefs, with sorrows, woes, and harms. Fame tells that on that ever-blessed day When Christian swords with Persian blood were dyed, The furious prince Tancredi from that fray His coward foes chased through forests wide, Till, tired with the fight, the heat, the way, He sought some place to rest his weary side, And drew him near a silver stream That played among wild herbs under the greenwood shade. A pagan damsel there unwares he met, In shining steel all save her visage fair, her hair unbound, she made a wanton net To catch sweet breathing from the cooling air. On her at gaze his longing looks he set, Sight, wonder, wonder, love, love bred his care. O love, O wonder, love new-born, new-bred, Now grown, now armed, this champion captive led. Her helm, the virgin dawn, and but some white she feared might come to aid him as they fought, her courage earned to have assailed the knight. Yet thence she fled, uncompanied, unsought, and left her image in his heart apight. Her sweet idea wandered through his thought, her shape, her gesture, and her place in mind he kept, and blew love's fire with that wind. Well might you read his sickness in his eyes, their banks were full, their tide was at the flow, His help far off, his hurt within him lies, His hopes unsprung, his cares were fit to mow. Eight hundred horse from Champagne came he guise, Champagne, a land where wealth, ease, pleasure grow, Rich nature's pomp and pride, The Tyrrhene main there woos the hills, Hills woo the valleys plain. Two hundred Greeks came next, in fight well tried, Not surely armed in steel or iron strong, But each a glaive had pendant by his side, Their bows and quivers at their shoulders hung, Their horses well inured to chase and ride In diet spare, untired with labor long, Ready to charge and to retire at will, Though broken, scattered, fled, they skirmish still. Tatin their guide, and except Tatin, none of all the Greeks went with the Christian host. O sin, O shame, O Greece accursed alone, did not this fatal war affront thy coast? Yet safest, thou an idle looker-on, and glad attendest which side won or lost. Now, if thou be a bond-slave vile become, no wrong is that but God's most righteous doom. In order last, but first in worth and fame, unfeared in fight, untired with hurt or wound, the noble squadron of adventurers came, terrors to all that tread on Asian ground. Cease, Orpheus, of thy Minois, Arthur, shame to boast of Lancelot, or thy table round, 
For these whom antique times with laurel dressed, These far exceed them, thee, and all the rest. Dudon of Consa was their guide and lord, And for of worth and birth alike they been, They chose him captain by their free accord, For he most acts had done, most battles seen. Grave was the man in years, in looks, in word, His locks were gray, yet was his courage green. Of worth and might the noble badge he bore, Old scars of grievous wounds received of yore. After came Eustace, well-esteemed man for Godfrey's sake, his brother, and his own, the king of Norway's heir, Gernando then, proud of his father's title, scepter, crown, Roger of Balneville, and Angerland, for hardy knights approved were and known. Besides were numbered in that warlike train, Rambold, Gentonio, and the Gerards twain. Ubaldo then, and puissant Rosamond, of Lancaster the heir, in rank succeed. Let none forget Obizo of Tuscanland, well worthy praise for many a worthy deed. Nor those three brethren, Lombards fierce and yond, Achilles, Sforza, and stern Palamede. Nor Otton's shield be conquered in these stowers, in which a snake, a naked child, devours. Guesher and Rafi in valor like there was, the one and other Guido famous both. Germer and Eberard, to overpass in foul oblivion, would my muse be loath. With his Gildippes dear, Edward, alas, a loving pair, to war among them goth, in bond of virtuous love together tied, together served they, and together died. In school of love are all things taught, we see, there learn this maid of arms the ireful guise, still by his side a faithful guard went she, one true love not their lives together ties, no wound to one alone could dangerous be, but each the smart of others' anguish tries. If one were hurt, the other felt the sore, she lost her blood, he spent his life therefore. But these and all Rinaldo far exceeds, star of his sphere, the diamond of this ring, the nest where courage with sweet mercy breeds, a comet worthy each eye's wondering. His years are fewer than his noble deeds, his fruit is ripe soon as his blossoms spring. Armed, a Mars might coyest Venus move, and if disarmed, then God himself of love. Sophia, by adage flowery bank him bore, Sophia the fair, spouse to Bertolda great, fit mother for that pearly, and before the tender imp was weaned from the teat, the princess Maud him took. In virtue's lore she brought him up, fit for each worthy feat, till of these wars the golden trump he hears, that soundeth glory, fame, praise in his ears. And then, though scantly three times five years old, he fled alone by many an unknown coast, or Aegean seas, by many a Greekish hold, till he arrived at the Christian host, a noble flight, adventurous, brave, and bold, whereon a valiant prince might justly boast. Three years he served in field, when scant begin few golden hairs to deck his ivory chin. The horsemen passed, their void-left stations fill the bands on foot, and Raymond them beforn of Tulu's lord, 
from lands near Pyrene Hill, by Garon's streams and salt sea billows worn. Four thousand foot he brought, well armed, and skill had they all pains and travel to have borne. Stout men of arms, and with their guide of power, like Troy's old town defenced with Ilion's tower. Next Stephen of Amboise did five thousand lead, the men he pressed from Tours and Brois, but late, the hard assays unfit, unsure at need, yet armed to point in well-attempered plate. The land did like itself the people breed, the soil is gentle, smooth, soft, delicate. Boldly they charge, but soon retire for doubt, like fire of straw soon kindled, soon burnt out. The third Alcastro marched, and with him the boaster brought six thousand Switzers bold, audacious were their looks, their faces grim, strong castles on the alpine cliffs they hold, their shares and culters broke, to armor's trim they changed that metal, cast in warlike mold, and with this band late herds and flocks that guide, now kings and realms he threatened and defied. The glorious standard last to heaven they spread, With Peter's keys ennobled, and his crown, With it seven thousand stout Camillo had, Embattled in walls of iron brown. In this adventure and occasion, Glad so to revive the Romans' old renown, Or prove at least to all of wiser thought Their hearts were fertile land, although unwrought. But now was passed every regiment, each band, each troop, each person worth regard, when Godfrey with his lords to council went, and thus the duke his princely will declared. I will, when day next clears the firmament, our ready host in haste be all prepared, closely to march to Sion's noble wall, unseen, unheard, or undescried at all. Prepare you then for travail strong and light, fierce to the combat, glad to victory and with that word and warning soon was dight each soldier longing for near coming glory impatient be they of the morning bright of honor so them pricked the memory but yet their chieftain had conceived a fear within his heart but kept it secret there for he by faithful spile was assured that egypt's king was forward on his way and to arrive at gaza old procured a fort that on the Syrian frontiers lay, nor thinks he that a man to wars inured will aught for slow, or in his journey stay, for well he knew him for a dangerous foe, and herald called he then, and spake him so. A pinnace take thee, swift as shaft from bow, and speed thee, Henry, to the Greekish main. There should arrive, as I by letters know, from one that never aught reports in vain, a valiant youth, in whom all virtues flow, to help us this great conquest to obtain. The prince of Danes he is, and brings to war a troop with him from under the Arctic star. And, for I doubt the Greekish monarch sly will use with him some of his wonted craft, to stay his passage, or divert awry elsewhere his forces, his first journey laughed, my herald good and messenger well try, see that these suckers be not us bereft, but send him thence with such convenient speed as with his honor stands and with our need. Return not thou, but leisure stay behind, and move the Greekish prince to send us aid. 
Tell him his kingly promise doth him bind To give us succors by his covenant made. This said, and thus instruct, his letters signed, The trusty herald took, nor longer stayed, But sped him thence to dun his lord's behest, And thus the duke reduced his thoughts to rest. Aurora bright her crystal gates unbarred, And bridegroom-like forth stepped the glorious sun, when trumpets loud and clarions shrill were heard, and every one to rouse him fierce begun. Sweet music to each heart for war prepared, the soldiers glad by heaps to harness run. So, if with drought endangered be their grain, poor plowmen joy when thunders promise rain. Some shirts of mail, some coats of plate put on, some donned a cuirass, some a corslet bright and hauberk some, and some an habergeon. So every one in arms was quickly dight, his wanted guide each soldier tends upon, loose in the wind waved their banners light, their standard royal towards heaven they spread, the cross triumphant on the pagans dead. Meanwhile the car that bears the lightning's brand upon the eastern hill was mounted high, and smote the glistering armies as they stand, with quivering beams which daze the wondering eye, that Phaeton-like it fired sea and land, the sparkles seemed up to the skies to fly, the horses neigh, the clattering armors sound, pursue the echo over dale and down. Their general did with due care provide to save his men from ambush and from train, some troops of horse that lightly armed ride he sent to scour the woods and forest main his pioneers their busy work applied to even the paths and make the highways plain they filled the pits and smoothed the rougher ground and opened every strait they closed found they meet no forces gathered by their foe no towers defenced with rampire moat or wall no stream no wood no mountain could forslow their hasty pace or stop their march at all so when his banks the prince of rivers po doth overswell he breaks with hideous fall the mossy rocks and trees o'ergrown with age nor aught withstands his fury and his rage the king of tripoli in every hold shut up his men, munition, and his treasure. The straggling troops sometimes assail he would, save that he durst not move them to displeasure. He stayed their rage with presents, gifts, and gold, and led them through his land at ease and leisure. To keep his realm in peace and rest he chose, with what conditions Godfrey list impose. Those of Mount Seir, that neighboreth by east the holy city, faithful folk each one, down from the hill descended most and least, and to the Christian duke by heaps they gone, and welcome him and his with joy and feast. On him they smile, on him they gaze alone, and were his guides as faithful from that day as Hesperus that leads the sun his way. Along the sands his armies safe they guide by ways secure, to them well known before. Upon the tumbling billows frotted ride the armed ships coasting along the shore, which for the camp might every day provide to bring munition good and victual store. The isles of Greece sent in provision meat, and store of wine from Sios came and Crete. Great Neptune grieved underneath the load of ships, hulks, galleys, barks, and brigantines, in all the mid-earth seas was left no road, 
wherein the pagan his bold sails untwines spread was the huge armada wide and broad from venice jeans and towns which them confines from holland england france and sicil sent and all for judah ready bound and bent all these together were combined and knit with surest bonds of love and friendship strong together sailed they fraught with all things fit to service done by land that might belong and when occasion served disbarked it then sailed the asian coasts and isles along thither with speed their hasty course they plied where christ the lord for our offences died the brazen trump of iron-winged fame that mingleth faithful troth with forged lies foretold the heathen how the christians came how thitherward the conquering army hies of every night it sounds the worth and name each troop each band each squadron it descries and threateneth death to those fire sword and slaughter who held captived israel's fairest daughter the fear of ill exceeds the evil we fear for so our present harms still most annoy us each mind is pressed and open every ear to hear new tidings though they no way joy us this secret rumor whispered everywhere about the town these christians will destroy us the aged king his coming evil that knew did cursed thoughts in his false heart renew this aged prince ecleped aladine ruled in care new sovereign of this state a tyrant erst but now his fell engine his graver age did somewhat mitigate he heard the western lords would undermine his city's wall and lay his towers prostrate to former fear he adds a new-come doubt treason he fears within and force without for nations twain inhabit there and dwell of sundry faith together in that town the lesser part on christ believed well on termagant the more and on mahone but when this king had made this conquest fell and brought that region subject to his crown of burdens all he set the paynims large and on poor christians laid the double charge his native wrath revived with this new thought with age and years that weakened was of yore such madness in his cruel bosom wrought that now than ever blood he thirsteth more so stings a snake that to the fire is brought which harmless lay benumbed with cold before a lion so his rage renewed hath though tame before if he be moved to wrath i see quoth he some expectation vain in these false christians and some new content our common loss they trust will be their gain they laugh we weep they joy while we lament and more perchance by treason or by train to murder us they secretly consent or otherwise to work us harm and woe to ope the gates and so let in our foe but lest they should effect their cursed will let us destroy this serpent on his nest both young and old let us this people kill the tender infants at their mother's breast the houses burn their holy temples fill with bodies slain of those that loved them best and on that tomb they hold so much in price let's offer up their priests in sacrifice 
Thus thought the tyrant in his traitorous mind, But durst not follow what he had decreed, Yet if the innocent some mercy find, From cowardice, not ruth, did that proceed. His noble foes durst not his craven kind Exasperate by such a bloody deed. For if he need, what grace could then be got If thus of peace he broke or loosed the knot? His villain heart, his cursed rage restrained, To other thoughts he bent his fierce desire, The suburbs first, flat with the earth he planed, And burnt their buildings with devouring fire. Loath was the wretch the Frenchman should have gained, Or help or ease by finding aught entire. Cedron, Bethsaida, and each watering else Empoisoned he, both fountain, springs, and wells. So wary wise this child of darkness was, The city's self he strongly fortifies. Three sides by sight he well defensed has, That's only weak that to the northward lies. With mighty bars of long-enduring brass The steel-bound doors and iron gates he ties, And lastly legions armed well provides Of subjects born and hired aid besides. End of Book One